If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Now on ESPNCLT.com. And where you get your podcasts. It's time to get the latest on Charlotte football with Bobby Rosinski and Al Wallace. Join Bobby and Al each week as they discuss the latest with Niner football. Here is Bobby Rosinski. And welcome into another edition of the 49er football pod. Bobby Rosinski alongside Al Wallace talking Niner football here. Charlotte coming off the first win of the year down in Atlanta as they knocked off Georgia State in a thrilling 42-41 victory. A back-and-forth game. Chris Reynolds ending up hitting Grant DeBose for the game-winning touchdown in the final minute of play. The defense then able to stop what was basically a 75-yard Hail Mary attempt. It was caught, I think, at about the 40 of Charlotte before the tackle was made, and the Niners picked up that first win. And Al, just for this team, what we heard from Coach, players after the game, talking with Coach on Monday night as well at Niners Live. Just a sense of relief for this football team to finally get in the win column. Yeah, it has to be a sense of relief. I mean, you, you put in all that work. The season doesn't start the way you want to. You, you face a tough Maryland team disappointed at home William and Mary and you find a way you find a way on the road against a team that was really talented that needed that win also in Georgia State and I think for Will Healy you can see it on the faces of the players coming off the field you can see it in his body language his words man they needed this football game and hopefully a win like this can catapult this team on to more success as they move forward and of course everything about this game was the return of Chris Reynolds we've seen the stat in Tom Whitestone's game notes QB one through four that's not any way anybody wants it drawn up of having to use four quarterbacks through the first three Three games of the season this game it was Chris from start to finish the first game all year the Niners have had just one quarterback take every single snap I wasn't sure it was going to be possible after yeah. the first hit he took but he, he gutted it out and led this team down the field it's just amazing the difference the 49ers are with Chris Reynolds at quarterback I mean this kid is tough I mean he's tough as nails we've known that we've seen him go through injuries and we've seen him out of the lineup and how that impacts not only the offensive side of the ball, Bobby, but the defense, the special teams, the substitutes, everyone who's coming in that game uh, feels Chris Reynolds, his presence and that leadership. So it's exciting to see him out there. You're right, man. He's pulling himself off the ground. He's taking some hits, and you're concerned about uh, how long he's going to be able to sustain that. But he just goes out there and fights. He understood. He's been around enough to understand how important that game was, how important he is to the mix and the formula for this team. 
when we look at this 49er football team on the offensive side, outside of Chris Reynolds, those wide receivers out, no doubt about it, uh, they are great. But Henry Rutledge is the one that I think we talked about the most on Saturday night. If he can kind of become, I think I want to say he used the word Darren Sproles to coach Healy yeah. on, on Monday night, he just seems that he provides a different dynamic that we haven't seen out of the backfield. He's a spark. I think when you're looking at the running back position, we haven't seen – uh, McEachern and Shadrick Bird, guys who have that ability, at least they haven't been able to break free, show that explosive, that that juice you're always looking for from the position. And when Henry Rutledge is on the field, you see that. And it's not when the ball is handed off to him. You could throw him a pass, those screens, and he can get out of there. There's a reason he's back there returning kicks because he's so good and so elusive in open space. And when they added that into it, coming out that first play of the second half, you're like, uh-oh, that – that's different. That looks different, and it gave Mark Carney and that offense a, a different feel. Is the train horn the most annoying thing at a the, visiting stadium? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even get past it. I had to say it live on air. I mean, you can't get a thought out. It's one thing we've seen uh, the cannons and yeah. horn like different things, but that thing is is loud, and they lay on it, and they don't come off of it for five, six seconds. It's brutal. <laughs> we had some wireless mic issues, so I was in the booth in the third and fourth quarter, and just to look at Al's face – when it was the horn or something maybe you didn't like or did like, you need a camera on you. I'm because, emotional. Yeah, I, I'm the, made for TV. Hands are in the face if something bad happened for him, fist pumping if something's good going on in the train horn. I thought Al was ready to take We need fist. to get that. We need to show. Yeah. We, we need to see Coach Healy <laughs> send him that footage. So yes. I'm all in, but, man, I, I live the game every second of it. And you know, right, train horn, you couldn't speak. Like you legit couldn't say anything because that's how loud it was coming through the mics that were there. So it was really nice to get the win on the road. Defensively, let's not sit here, Al, and act like it was all solved for the 49ers. It's weird. They gave up 550-ish yards, like I told you after the game. It felt like they played good defense. Yeah. Like I, I left like encouraged, but I think it all comes down to they made some game-changing plays. Healy said it this week, the, the scoop and score by Marquise Watts was the play of the game, and I think that was one that just it gave the team belief Points were still going to be scored, but if Georgia State went down and scored there, I think it would have been 21-7 at the time, Panthers, and I don't know what what what, what transpires the rest of that game. So if you can if you give up 40 points, but you're at least forcing some turnovers, I think that's going to give this team a chance to win games. Yeah, it's one of those things, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and, and I watch a lot of college football. Points are going to be scored on the college level. It's not the NFL. You're not going to be able to hold teams to 17, 19 points a game. So if you can uh, come up with a few drive stops, right, a few opportunities where you get the ball back, you turn a team away, you get off the field on third down, you can win. And this 49ers football team, were able, they were able to do that. Prince Beamer with a big sack, the scoop and score uh, by Marquise Watts, and then you come back and you have Jalar Holly on a hit on the quarterback, and B.J. Turner picks one off. Those are difference makers. Those uh, help this defense. I think it changed the attitude, and it really changed the quarterback play on the other side of the ball because now you have a quarterback that's uncomfortable in the pocket that's really worried about getting hit the next time, and the Niners are able to do some good things and find a way to get off the field. You mentioned Prince's name. Is he the one that's impressed the most defensively? Who stands out to you for? games in yeah that first game it was uh Derek Boykins and it was who we heard about the entire offseason and he came out and he proved now he's still there but I think Prince Bima has made the more impactful plays you see him show up on film or when we're calling the game it's it's in 
situations where they really need to play. You see number 25. So, yeah, out of the, the group there, it has to be Prince that has, has shown the best this season. Derek Boykins, meanwhile, he started his career at South Carolina, so he's going back home. Elijah Spencer that we talked with on Niners Live on Monday night. He grew up, played high school football in Irmo, which is just outside of Columbia, played his state championship games at the home of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Al is a Miami guy. What's it like for players when they go back home? and an opportunity to play football. It's huge to be in your home state. And, and I know, you know, Elijah's not far away from South Carolina, but I played my last football game in college in the Miami Stadium down in, in Coral Gables in the Orange Bowl, which was a huge deal for me because I had 25, 30 family members. And that means a lot to have to your family be able to see you play on the next level. And uh, it, it means a lot. Friends, everybody from the neighborhood. So I know it's going to mean a lot to the guys from the area or that have connections to the you know, University of South Carolina in, in that program. Yeah, we saw Grant DeBose from Alabama, so not all that far from Atlanta, had a big uh, contingency, contingency of family and friends that were in attendance. One thing Boykins brought up press conference, it was asked to him this week, Coach Healy talked about it out, point spreads. And Charlotte was, I think, 19-and-a-half against Georgia State. This game, last I checked, was 22. As a player, was that anything you ever paid attention to, heard of, of, hey, I, mean, I think your Terps this weekend are about 17-point underdogs yeah. at, at uh, Michigan, who's looked tremendous, but they haven't played anybody first three weeks of the season. I mean, is that something that does get discussed in a locker room? Yeah, you talk about it, but you talk about it from a perspective of you're not the favorite. You're an underdog. No one believes you can win. I don't know at 18, 19, 20 that I was too concerned with the points and the betting favorites and things like that. I just needed to know uh, as motivation, when we went on the field, no one in the building was counting on us winning this football game to use that as fuel to go out there and give it everything I have to kind of shut the naysayers up. So that's how we talked about about it not from a spread perspective and it does seem like it's changed with the easy access I guess uh -huh. of betting yeah. and TV networks accepting everything the fact that coach Ely brought this up sitting in the hotel on Saturday you're watching you know ESPN whatever game is on and on the bottom it's going through all the games that night and it's telling you Charlotte is a 19 point it's dog right against Georgia State so as they get set for Saturday and they're hanging out in their hotel in Columbia for you know 10 hours waiting for this game and you're watching college football, you will see those lines scrolling across uh, the bottom. So the two players there on Tuesday, Elijah Spencer, he said he doesn't pay attention to it. Yeah. He's not at all focused. Boykins, he goes, yeah, I, I saw it. And That's big. you gotta, <laughs> it, got to use it. Let it was something for him, so we'll see how much it is used for this football team going in here to take on South Carolina as we look at the Gamecocks, Al. A football team, one and two, not the best start for them. They beat Georgia State in week one. In that game, it was two blocked punts, though, for touchdowns that allowed him to actually get that victory 35-14 in the fourth quarter. Did not look good against Arkansas. Got boat raced by Georgia. I don't know if you take anything away from that one, but it is a Gamecock team where I don't know where the confidence is right now for them heading into this game. It's been a strange season, and look, Georgia's going to destroy a lot of teams, and South Carolina's just the next one that was in line. But I can tell you this. 
Uh, Coach Beamer is in the locker room. He's not going to be happy with some of the mistakes you see, the poor play. And if you're Charlotte, you don't want to be the next in line. And I think that's where this game is going to boil down to, that the Gamecocks are going to host the Niners, and they're going to be a little pissed off. They're not going to be excited about how their season is going and Spitzer Rattler and the expectations of winning football games. So, you know, you have a team that's going to come in that you feel like you can beat um, as a Power 5 conference, and they're going to go out and and play hard. And the Niners have to quiet that crowd uh, down there in Columbia really earlier in this game if they want to stick around and and be competitive it's gonna be it should be a great atmosphere Gamecock fans are tremendous has one of the best opens in Mm -hmm. college football I believe coach Healy was pretty much saying that they're gonna be playing that music this week during practice so these guys are well aware of what they're gonna walk into here you think of great environments this team has been to Al Clemson a couple years ago might probably at the top of that list were you at Kansas State no, I wasn't at Kansas State. All right, State. Kansas State no. I thought was a pretty good. Now, that was a noon, hell, I think 11 a.m. Central time kick that we had there. Tennessee, you were. I was at Tennessee. Now, that was cool, but the Vols weren't very good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that stadium, I don't Huge. know what it seats, but it was only probably half full yeah. for that game. I think Vol fans knew that was not a good football team that they have. Completely different as we look ahead to this Saturday in Tennessee, hosting college game day as the Florida Gators get ready to come in to, to this contest. But uh, this will be a pretty good environment for the 49ers to go into here and take on South Carolina. Next year will be road trips to, to your Terps in Florida are on slate for the non-conference portion of this for the Charlotte 49ers. So it will not be easy at all. Going back to defense, we, we talked Watts in the scoop and score, Al. Four games in, he's still someone, though, I think you look at here. If they're going to have any shot of upsetting South Carolina on Saturday night, we're going to have to see Watts. You need to hear the name Watts and Rattler combined, yeah. and that's Marquise taking down Spencer Rattler. Yeah, there's another gear in there. We've seen it. He has to be able to shift into it. He, he needs to be able to embrace this challenge. And you're right. If he can get himself in a position where you're hearing Watts and Rattler and he's chasing him down and he's – getting hits on the quarterback, getting sacks, then he's doing a good job. He just has to be more disruptive. He is too good to be a guy on the field that's just doing his job. And I think he's been caught up in that the last few weeks where he's worried about assignment, being assignment perfect, just doing his job. Just cut it loose, man. Go crazy out there at that defensive end position. Be the difference in the game. And he has a lot of support out there. We've seen Amir Sadiq make some plays. We talked about Prince and the linebackers. Um, I think better play out of the secondary. Marquise Watt as the leader, has to go out there with his hair on fire and just flat out get after the Gamecocks. How are you seeing Amir Sadiq right now and what he's done? Seems like his game has been picking up here a little bit. Yeah, he's he's more comfortable. We forget that he's a new guy in the system. He's trying to learn his role and how he fits into this whole thing. But one thing I notice is his motor. He plays hard. He's always chasing the ball. Um, he's always giving you 1,000%. And you can work with a guy like that. That's a good uh, platform. I talked to Coach Brian Baker, and he said, hey, I'm excited about what he can do, which tells me there's still a little untapped potential in there with Amir Sadiq that he's going to be able to squeeze out for the remainder of the season. All right, should be a fun one main question now is what kind of food is going to be in the press box down in columbia yeah we got to get it we'll, done that we'll be able to enjoy because there's not gonna be a friday night al and i won down in atlanta this past friday uh calm friday at least for me i live his family night on friday driving down on saturday yeah we gotta you know we'll figure out a way to get it done we'll be prepared like we always are when we show up Try to get the job done. Our airtime, 5.30 Saturday night for South Carolina and Charlotte. This has been another edition of the 49er Football Pod. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.